0: We are back. This is the Rational Boomer Podcast, and I have to apologize up front. Normally, this show would go out on Monday, but today is Tuesday. See, my wife's off work right now, so she likes to try to fill up my day with things that are important to her and what's important to me. Well, that takes second place but uh, that, and coupled with, I had this injury. Now, all my life, I've had injuries. I've been able to tough them out and uh, uh, get through them and not really worry about them. I'm not a big baby when it comes to pain, but I had this pain in my leg. It was kind of, I don't know if it's a hip problem or what, but it's kind of in my groin and my right leg, and it's something I've had before, but it usually goes away in a day or so. This one hadn't, and it uh, got to be painful, and it was hard to walk, and uh, my wife being as sensitive and compassionate as she is, whenever we'd be walking around, she'd turn around and see me limping and put this sad face on and say, Are you gonna keep walking like an old man? <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of sensitivity around here. Anyway, that's starting to get better, so that's good news, and hopefully we're back on track here. We'll have this show. Well we should have one tomorrow, Wednesday and one on Friday, and we'll talk about a lot of things, because there's a lot of things going on in the country, in the world, for that matter. Things of note, and uh, things I feel are important to talk about. Now, there are some books coming out about Donald Trump, and they are going to be complimentary. A lot of the dirt is going to come out. And one of the things that we just heard about is really kind of disturbing. Apparently, back when there were protesters around the White House, right after the time that George Floyd was killed, there was uh, a lot of protesters around the White House and Donald Trump was angered by this. He did not like it. He felt like. They were throwing it in his face, and we know how bad Donald Trump's hates being called out or being insulted or anything like that. And I'm guessing there was a lot of insulting signs in these protests. Well, Donald Trump's plan to alleviate the protest problem was to try to send out armed troops, American troops, out onto the streets to shoot and kill these protesters. Now, these weren't even rioters. These were protesters. But that upset him. And he felt like he needed to do something. And he thought sending out the troops and shooting them was the way to do it. Well, the uh, General Miley from uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, Are you fucking crazy? I'm not doing that. I can't do that. And Donald Trump got angry. He says, You're in fucking charge. You can't talk to me like that. You need to do it. And then, of course, General Miley looked around the room and said, hey, we've got some lawyers around here. Can somebody please explain to this fucking idiot that we can't do it constitutionally or morally or for any other reason? Well, Attorney General uh, William Barr chimed in and said, "Uh, yeah, yeah, the general's right. Well, then Donald Trump said, well, can we at least go out and wound him? (laughs) I mean, this is the mentality of this idiot. He's not a tough guy. He's a bully. He got out of Vietnam with five deferments because daddy was rich and knew some people. But now he wants to send out the troops to shoot Americans because they have the audacity of protesting, which is something that is protected by our Constitution. Now, either he doesn't know that or he doesn't give a fuck. And that's what's troubling about Donald Trump. That's how he reacts. This is the guy that had the finger on the button, control of the nuclear football, and he wants to go out and shoot Americans. This kind of stuff and more kind of stuff is going to come out. That's why I find it amazing when people think it's a foregone conclusion that the Republicans will win the House and the Senate in 2022. I don't think that's any way going to happen because there's going to be so much coming out about Donald Trump and those people who helped him that it's just not possible. They're going to be so damaged PR wise that nobody's going to vote for a freaking Republican. That's assuming that we don't, <laughs> we don't kill all the Republicans with COVID. You see, that's, that's the thing about it. Donald Trump wants to go out and kill black lives matter or whoever was protesting at the time. Um, but at the same time, on January 6th, when we had the insurrection, his boys, his people, the white supremacists, the proud boys, Oath Keepers, those people, well, he didn't want to send the troops out to shoot them. No, in fact, he did what he could to hold back the National Guard. Remember when you were watching it? I know I said to myself, when are they sending out the National Guard? Jesus Christ, how, long, how far can they be away? And we sat and we wait and more damaged and more... Pain was distributed on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol, and no National Guard. It got to the point that these idiots, these insurrectionists, got inside the building, didn't know what the fuck to do, got bored, and walked out. And the National Guard stood by and said, oh yeah, we're ready now. But it became very clear that Donald Trump did everything he could to hinder the National Guard from being involved in something like this. And if they were, he was going to limit what they could do. So he wants to send the troops out to kill the Black Lives Matter and regular people protesting against George Floyd's murder because he doesn't like them. But the insurrectionists try to overturn our democracy, and he helps out by holding back the National Guard. That's the kind of fucking idiot that we're dealing with here. This kind of thing is going to come out. All those people who helped him, they're going to come out. We're understanding now that there's investigations into sitting members of Congress who apparently helped in the insurrection. Well, we know all about that. The Lauren Boebert, um, Paul Gosar, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and many, many others. We're going to find out that a lot of these people helped out. So we're going to find out that Republicans, sitting Republicans in Congress were part and parcel to try to create a coup, to try to overthrow our government, to undermine democracy. How is that going to play out with the average people at home? Now, I know there's a lot of people that won't believe anything that's being sold on media, but eventually it's going to become too realistic people are going to be charged people are going to go to jail and you can't deny that they'll try but you can't and when it comes down to that first of all no democrat would vote for a republican and all these normal republicans that that will see this will be appalled and they can't vote for republicans under those terms So now you got the Democrats, part of the Republicans, you've split the Republican Party. All the 30% fucking idiots will vote for their guys, but they can't win. They can't win because the Republicans will be destroyed completely by 2022. So we've got Donald Trump wanting to attack protesters, kill them. He wants to hold back. National Guard from January 6th, so his insurrectionists can do their bidding. But then on top of that, in that period of time, he completely ignored, denied, lied about COVID, and now we have over 600,000 people dead. How much bad does one human being have to do? That is enough to be jailed for. Now let's talk about jail, because there's some misconceptions going on about that as well. We know that there is going to be an indictment this week, but there's some things you have to understand. Everybody's so anxious. Let's just go cuff Trump, put him in jail, and put him away forever. Well, unfortunately, that isn't how it works. Now, the Trump organization is supposed to be indicted this week, the whole organization which is a pretty serious thing. You see, when you indict a corporation, all the people that hold the loans on those corporations usually call their loans in, meaning you need to pay them off. We don't want to be part of somebody who is indicted by the federal government. Well, now, Donald Trump doesn't have the money to pay off all these loans, certainly. So that means they're going to start taking things away from him. And he's going to lose everything. Now, for me, first step, if he ends up in jail, great. I'm happy about that. And he certainly could do that, given all the things he's done. I mean, what I just explained was just a minute part of the criminal activity that Donald Trump was involved. But I would be happy to see his companies bankrupted his properties taken back, him being broke with no power and nowhere to go. Just to see that, I would feel a certain amount of uh, appreciation or or, uh, completion to what I need to happen to Donald Trump. Now, if after that they indict him and they send him to jail, that's just frosting on the cake. But the bottom line is we need to take Donald Trump out of the equation take away his power, take away his money, take away his property, and then he has nothing. He will still probably have the 30% of the people that are backing him no matter what, but that's not enough to really do any damage in politics or in government in this country. So we need to neutralize Donald Trump. We need to neutralize the Trumplicans and just get them out of the way where they were before Donald Trump came to office. Now, the other thing that we're hearing, too, now that's coming out, that apparently Donald Trump had contact with the insurrectionists prior to January 6th, like a day before, two days before. Now, if this is true, this is going to make it very difficult for Donald Trump and all the other Republicans that also had contact with them. We know they had contact with them. We know they gave them tours. And did they give them tours because they're just nice people? on a day when people weren't technically allowed in the building, somehow these representatives figured out a way, figured out an angle, got them in, gave them a tour. Now, why would they do that? There were other things involved at that point. There was the COVID relief bill that they were working on. But instead, they decided to give tours to insurrectionists. Don't tell me they didn't know what they were doing or what they were planning. These people had lost the presidency. They had no way out, so they were willing to do and try anything, and that's exactly what they were doing when they let these people in. They knew the insurrection was coming. Donald Trump knew the insurrection was coming. Not only that, but he was helping them plan it. That seems pretty clear at this point, and and that's going to spell a lot of trouble for Republicans and Democrat or Republicans and Donald Trump. So don't don't get too hyped up about all those things they're saying about Donald Trump and the twenty twenty two election, having him be Speaker of the House and having the Republicans win the Senate and the House. I don't, I really don't think that's going to happen. There's just going to be too much that passes between now and then. Now, one of the things they're also talking about is indictments coming out this week from the Manhattan District. And I want to clarify some things and let you know exactly what's going on, because I think there's some confusion. I think people try to jump the gun. They think they're just going to grab up Donald Trump, handcuff him, throw him in jail for life, and that'll be it. Unfortunately, that doesn't work that way. It should. It'd be nice, but it doesn't work that way. Now, there are indictments coming out this week, and there are reports coming out that say, yeah, but Donald Trump won't be indicted this week. He won't be prosecuted. Well, that's not exactly true. Besides, that information was given to us by Donald Trump's lawyer. How far do we believe them? But the fact of the matter is, in this situation, Donald Trump probably won't be indicted this week that doesn't mean he won't be indicted ultimately that doesn't mean he won't be prosecuted ultimately and i wanted to explain to you how this whole situation works and keep in mind the southern district is just one of the many people going after donald trump there's the um there's the attorney general from new york there's georgia there's the southern district of uh new york that are looking at him too there's all kinds of things and all kinds of people in the works right now over and above the Manhattan District. But they're the ones that are coming out with an indictment. Now, what you're likely to see with this indictment is probably a smaller indictment. And it's going to be against the Trump organization and its employees. Now, technically, Donald Trump could be indicted in that situation. But I don't think he will yet. What they're probably going to do is some small tax thing. And what you need to know is that this isn't the end game. This isn't the crushing blow. This isn't where everything's going to get shut down and all hell is going to break loose. That's not not how um, the Manhattan district or any other other district would handle the situation. It's going to be small. The indictments will come out. Now, the one problem, as I've said, with indicting a corporation or an organization is that All the loans get called in when that happens, and that can just bankrupt the company. That could end the company there. But more importantly, what these these indictments are about are crippling them financially and also applying some pressure. You see, in any kind of prosecution like this, especially if it's like organized crime, the goal is to get to the top. The ultimate is to get to the leader. In this case, it would be Donald Trump. To start out, they will immobilize the Trump Organization. He won't be able to make any money. In fact, he'll go broke trying to pay off loans. He'll lose property. But more importantly, they're trying to put pressure on uh, the, the chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, Alan Weisselberg. Now, some people think he's already talked. Some people th- think he's holding out. But once these indictments come out, the corporation will be indicted. Alan Weisselberg will likely be indicted. His two kids will be indicted. Now, they're on the hook for, you know, maybe probation, maybe a couple of years. So it won't be a big indictment. But what this does, it says to Weisselberg, yeah, we're fucking serious. We're putting out indictments. You may be out of a job because we're going to shut down the organization. But more importantly, you and your sons, who also work for the organization— are in for some bigger shit. So this pressure is intended to get Weiselberg to talk. He's the CFO. He knows everything that went on in the Trump organization. He knows where the money came from. He knows where the money went to. He knows where the bodies are buried. Now, if he's being tough and not willing to flip on Donald Trump, and God knows why, this is going to put that pressure to get him To flip And see, that's the point. You chip away at the base. You get the lower people. You get them to flip. And then you work your way up the chain to finally get to the top, the mob boss, or in this case, Donald Trump. And they do that so that when they get to Donald Trump, it's a slam dunk. They have everything shored up and ready to go, and they take him down. So there's a lot of people reporting that, yeah, he won't get prosecuted. Well, he won't get prosecuted this week. But they're working up to that. You have to understand that there is a process to all of this. There is some time that needs to be taken in order to do it properly. Cyrus Vance, the uh, prosecutor with the Manhattan District, is a serious professional. He's above board. He's going to play by the rules, but he's going to go right down the line and do what he needs to. He's very successful in his trade we have the grand jury as well. They're in the process of figuring out what the indictments are. So this indictment or these indictments that are coming are just the first wave. There will be a number of indictments after this. But this indictment is order in order to make the next indictment stronger, that indictment to make the next indictment stronger, and so forth. So when you start hearing people saying, yeah, Those indictments came out and Donald Trump wasn't on it, so he's going to get away free. No, that's not the case. That's just not the case. They're working up to Donald Trump. Because when you look at the Trump Organization, it's not a big company. There's like 10 employees in the whole thing. Donald Trump is the top of the heap. And we know from Michael Cohen and some other people that he has his hands in everything. So if one thing is indictable, ultimately he will be indictable. But they want to get it right. We're dealing with a former president of the United States, somebody who's allegedly rich, somebody who slipped through the cracks for decades. They don't want that to happen this time. So they are going to work very hard to nail this down as tightly as they can. So when you see these indictments come out this week, you're going to say, oh, that's disappointing. They're just going to let them go. That's not what's happening they're building the case, they're climbing the ladder, they will get to Donald Trump. You can trust me on this. They're not going to do this and not finish the job. These lawyers are very arrogant. They like big wins. They want a legacy. Cyrus Vance is retiring in the fall, so he wants his legacy to be, I took down the Trump organization and I took down Donald Trump. And again, remember, There's the Southern District of New York, and there's the Attorney General of New York that are also working on separate things. So this cannot go well. There's going to be a lot of indictments. So just be patient and understand it's a strategy and understand that the storm is coming, like the Trumplicans would say, except this storm is going to fall heavily on Donald Trump and all the fucking people around him. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. If you look closely at what's going on with Donald Trump and those people around him, you can see the House of Cards is starting to teeter. There's a lot of things happening around this that are setting up Donald Trump in a very precarious position, as well as his company and as well as his family and those people around him, those people who have supported him. When this comes all falling down, there's going to be a lot of people running away, trying to act like they don't know Donald Trump or that they aren't involved. Hell, Ivanka is already starting to do that. Now, Ivanka was in charge of the inauguration, and you may have heard a while back that there was a lot of money spent that nobody can really account for. A lot of that money was spent on Trump properties, and they were all excessive amounts, not normal amounts, more money than normally was spent. So the Trump organization made a lot of money from the inauguration, even though it wasn't that big in terms of numbers of people, and even though Donald Trump said it was the biggest ever. The fact of the matter is the way the money was handled for that inauguration was criminal, and they found the criminal aspects of it. Now, it was widely known that Ivanka Trump was in charge of that whole situation. But here's what happened. Ivanka Trunk, Trump was, was uh, brought into court and asked questions about it. And Ivanka Trump said, look, man, I really didn't have anything to do with it. I, I just advised them when I could, but I wasn't involved in the whole process. Which is now funny because they've also got emails that show she was very much in the process, very much in control, and very much part of the inauguration and how the money was brought in and how the money was spent. So now we have Ivanka lying in federal court. That is perjury. That is something that somebody can go to jail for or suffer huge penalties. Now, Ivanka Trump was never president. Daddy's no longer president. So she's in as much trouble as Joe Blow down the street lying in a federal court. And she is going to pay the price for it. They aren't going to turn their heads away from Ivanka Trump. They are going to try to take her down as well. So that's one aspect of the House of Cards ready to fall. Because as soon as Ivanka starts to fall, then it's going to be Jared, then they're going to turn on dad, dad's going to turn on them, and then it's going to go to shit. But there's a lot of things happening right now that are affecting the mythology around Donald Trump. All the lies, all the conspiracies, all the all the um, claims that weren't true. Let's talk about the Pelosi Select Committee. Now, of course, the Democrats wanted the full House and Senate to investigate the January 6th insurrection. Now, of course, the Republicans were totally against it. Don't know why. I mean, especially since they suggested it was Antifa or Black Lives Matter or FBI or whoever the fuck they're blaming now. You would think they'd want that investigated and exposed, but instead, they don't want it looked into. They don't want it investigated. So nobody in the Republican Party voted. Well, some people in the Republican Party did vote for um, the investigation, but not enough to clear the Senate with 60 votes. So there is no bipartisan investigation. So a lot of people thought it was over then, that nothing was going to happen. These people were just going to go free and we would never find out. But that's not the case. There's over 500 arrests. A lot of these people are flipping. All of them will suffer some consequences for being part of the insurrection, some lesser, some more so. Now, people are screaming about a woman who just recently was charged and uh, sentenced. She basically got three years probation and 40 hours of uh, community service and a $500 fine. Doesn't sound like a lot for an insurrectionist, and it's not. But this woman wasn't in the thick of the group. She just happened to be there and did what she did. The uh, sentence was exactly what the prosecution asked for. So that's an interesting, interesting situation. If they got exactly what they asked for, then uh, they will probably get the same when we get to the greater charges, the bigger deals. Now, there was also another gentleman who was charged with conspiracy in addition to the insurrection part of it. Now, he's decided to plead out, which means he is given a certain amount of consideration so that he can talk about how this was put together and who put it together. That's where the uh, Congress, sitting Congress members, Republicans, and Donald Trump come into play. Now, all of these insurrectionists have said, Donald Trump called us and told us to do this you think that'd be enough, but I know Donald Trump wasn't talking to each of them individually. Apparently, there was some special radio through cue that told them what Donald Trump meant. It's like the old backmasking of records in the 70s, you know. <clears throat> you play a record and it was this happy tune, you go would throw it backwards and they would claim there was some Satan worshiper shit on it. But however they got their information, it was their idea that Donald Trump sent them there and told them to fight. Well, because he did tell them to fight. Fight like hell. That's what he said. I don't know what more you can mean uh, by that, that it's uh, just yelling and screaming and all that sort of thing. So while there won't be a bipartisan investigation, there is going to be Nancy Pelosi's select committee. This is more of a Democratic majority in this situation. As I understand it, there is going to be eight choices by the Democrats, and then they're going to pick five Republicans. It'll be interesting to see which Republicans want to be on board. There are a couple of uh, Republican senators that uh, were obviously fighting against the insurrection and think, People should be called out for it, like Kinzinger and people along those lines. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. The thing that's strange about it is that you would think the Republicans would want this bipartisan, but they chose not to. See, what they're looking at is that they figure this will give them bad PR and make it harder for them to win in 2022. But that doesn't mean it goes away. It's like the little kid who does something wrong, tries to hide it under a pillow and thinks it will go away, but it doesn't. And that's exactly what's happening here. They are going to have an investigation. There are going to be insurrectionists that flip. So there's going to be a lot of information that comes out in the select committee, except now the Democrats will have control over it. So this can't bode well for Republicans and those people trying to deny the insurrection. And that is happening. That bill has been presented, and it will be passed, and there will be a select committee investigation. It will be on TV. Everybody will hear what's going on, and that is going to change a lot of things in terms of people's minds when it comes to the insurrection. The idea that it's a hoax is, hoax is bullshit. The idea that the Congress sitting congresspeople didn't have anything to do with it is bullshit, and it's going to be a problem for the Republicans. Now, there are some books coming out, too. And there was a book quote that came out was talking about William Barr. And apparently, William Barr said that this whole election fraud thing was a bunch of bullshit. And that's not just me throwing in a nasty word. It's, it's exactly what he said. He said it was bullshit. And it also states that Mitch McConnell went to William Barr and asked him to say that just before the um, Georgia elections for Senate because he felt like if people were going to think that elections were a fraud, that they wouldn't vote, and it wouldn't bode well for them in those Senate races, and they needed Georgia because if the Democrats won both, then it would be a 50-50 split with Kamala Harris breaking the split. So William Barr did come out and say it was bullshit, Mitch McConnell encouraged him to, presumably because he thinks it's bullshit, and uh, it didn't work. The Democrats still won the Senate in Georgia. Now, this has come out for all that's going on about the election fraud, Arizona and all this other bullshit. Um, to have Donald Trump's closest confidants and protectors in Mitch McConnell and uh William Barr admit that the whole election fraud is bullshit and fake and it's it's not true. It was a good election. It was a fair election. And that's why Joe Biden is president. Donald Trump didn't like that. He called them both uh, rhinos, Republicans in name only. He called them incompetent. He called them treasonous because they didn't fight against election fraud. Well, how can they fight against election fraud if they think it's bullshit? And plus... The fact that it is bullshit. Election fraud did not occur. Now, we have all this activity down in in Arizona with the audit and such, and it sounds like we're going to get some results from that. Now, one of two things could happen with that. They could bow their heads and say, yep, we didn't find anything. Thought we might, but we didn't. Or they could come up with some fabricated bullshit and say, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. And everybody's going to be screaming on the Republican side. But you know what? It doesn't matter because that audit doesn't change anything. The votes have been certified. Joe Biden won the presidency regardless of what you say you found. So what they're doing is going to be all for naught. It's not going to really affect anything. But still, there are people that think, oh, it's going to flip the election. Donald Trump is going to be back in office in August. For Christ's sake, Donald Trump thinks he's going to be back in August. And it's only because he listens to those people he wants to listen to that tell them exactly what he wants to hear. And he believes them. I mean, let's be honest, he spent his four years watching TV. And if Hannity said something, he put it out in the public as if it was a fucking gospel. And we know Hannity is a joke. We know he was sued. And his defense for being sued was, oh, yeah, nobody would ever believe what I say. This isn't real news. But Donald Trump does. And so does a lot of people out there that watch Hannity. They think it's true. But it's not. It's bullshit. It's clickbait. It's a way to get you to watch their shows, buy their products that they're sponsored by. That's all it fucking is. It's a shell game. And stupid people who are taken in by shell games lose. And that's what's happening. So while that audit is going on, it's going to be interesting to see what they say. But again, remember, no matter what they say, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything at all. Donald Trump will not be back in August. And I've said this to many people. I said, look, if there's anybody that wants to bet me (laughs) that Donald Trump will be back in August, I'll bet them anything they want. As much money as they want to put up, I'll bet with them. And I will do it in a heartbeat because I know it's a sucker bet. I know I'm going to win. There is just no way for it to happen constitutionally, logically, morally, legally. There's no way it's going to happen. So you can say all you want, but it's not going to happen. Now, interestingly enough, while there was what's going on in Arizona, as far as the audit and whatever kind of sham that's going to end up to be, there was talk of doing the similar thing in Michigan. Oh, they want Michigan back. They should have never lost Michigan. They actually won Michigan by a ton of votes. Well, interestingly enough, a GOP-led report on Michigan and the election says there was zero fraud. This is Republicans doing a report, doing an investigation themselves saying, yep, no fraud here. No fraud here. It'll be interesting to see if the cyber ninjas and those dipshits go up to Michigan and try to do something. I think the report was put out to shut that down by Republicans, mainly because they don't want to be embarrassed like the Arizona Republicans look. They look like fucking idiots. They look like goofballs. And the Michigan Republicans don't want to do that. And so... I don't expect an audit in Michigan, but if we do, it should be entertaining, especially since the Republicans already said that there was no fraud. They're looking at Pennsylvania. They're looking at Georgia, too. And who really cares? They want publicity. They want to cause some, some concern about elections. So come 2022, if they lose, they can use that as ammunition to try to fight against them losing again. But the fact of the matter is the Republicans are losing. They are losing big all over the country because old white men are dying, and the people that are stupid enough to follow them don't represent a big enough crowd to actually win anything. So we'll see what happens in Arizona. Michigan, pretty much what we expected. There is no fraud, there never was any fraud. Lastly, I want to talk about Rudy Giuliani. This is another part of the House of Cards that's falling down. Now Rudy Giuliani is running around with uh, uh, Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell talking about the election fraud. They're being sued by Dominion. Each one of them a billion two or something like that. They went to court to try to convince the judge that there is no case, that they should dismiss the case. Doesn't sound like they accomplished that. We haven't heard the end results, but The uh, judge was not very cooperative or sympathetic with these three idiots. So these lawsuits will probably go forth. They'll probably try to um, come to a deal outside of the final verdict because none of them have a billion dollars. But even that will probably crush them financially and destroy them permanently. But if that weren't enough for Rudy Giuliani, we are now hearing that uh, his law license in New York is suspended, which is interesting when you can't think of the fact that, look, he's uh, he was a prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. He was the mayor. He was in office when 9-11 hit. He was the country's mayor he was well thought of he was the personal attorney of the president of the united states and now he's just dipshit with dye streaking down his faces when he sweats and they took away his law license now some people are concerned that it was only a suspension well Here's what you have to understand. The suspension was put in so he couldn't do any further damages. There has to be a hearing or a trial or something to figure out what the actual punishment will be. So just because they said it was suspended doesn't mean he'll get it back. Doesn't mean that at all. In fact, when he goes to um, court, they'll probably decide to disbar him, which pretty much neuters and uh, Rudy Giuliani. And hopefully his son, too, that fucking dipshit, he's running for mayor or whatever he's doing, and uh, he's a complete idiot. I mean, Rudy's a lot smarter than his kid, and uh, Rudy's not too smart these days. He once was. I don't know if it's some kind of old age disease that he has, but he isn't grasping onto reality at all. It could be narcissism. It could be arrogance. It could be greed. It could be all of those things, but it could be dementia for all we know, and that's probably what he and Donald Trump and everybody else will claim once they're sitting in court on the verge of going to jail. They're like, oh, I'm mentally sick. I can't go. That could happen, and how that will work or shake out, who knows? I don't really care. I just want these people taken out of a position to do any more damage in this country. So his law license is suspended, but don't get freaked out about that. What's going to happen is he's going to court. They'll probably disbar him, and he'll be done. Dominion will sue him. They'll either settle out of court, or they will go through the case, and he will be destroyed because he doesn't have enough money. Remember, Donald Trump didn't even pay him for his last job. He's supposed to get $20,000 a day. Donnie said, fuck it. We're not paying him. And ultimately... In these circumstances, because Rudy also has some charges they're investigating against him, he could be indicted, he could flip on Donald Trump, and he would be a key flipper in this situation. He knows a lot about what's going on. He's part and parcel to why Donald Trump says the things he says and does the things he does, because Rudy Giuliani told him it was so, and Donald Trump believes anybody that's on his side. So when you look at all these things, you see that the cards are starting to teeter a little bit. Donald Trump is in a very precarious position. So is his company. So are all the family members, the people around him in his offices, the people that follow him. Everything is sitting very precariously. I know a lot of people want it to happen now, get it done now. But that's not the way it works, and that's not the way you want it to work. The way you want it to work is when it gets done, it gets done properly, and it's final. It's a slam dunk. The people in the Manhattan District, the people in the Southern District of New York, the Attorney General of New York, the Attorney General of Georgia, and all the other places, the lawsuits against them for the insurrection— the investigations into all the insurrectionists and the uh, select committee. There's a lot of shit coming out about Donald Trump. It's going to be exposed. The book's coming out. There'll probably be a movie. Donald Trump won't be able to walk anywhere in this country with his head up because everybody will know what a piece of shit, criminal, insurrectionist, treasonous son of a bitch he is. And for me, that's a win. Once Donald Trump is completely destroyed and taken out of the equation here in the United States, then we've won. If they put him in jail, cool. But if they don't, and he's just out of commission and embarrassed, that is the worst thing to do to a narcissist. You do that to them, and they are destroyed. Usually, they'll run away. Donnie Trump will probably hide away someplace, and you'll never see him again until he dies. And I'm good with that. I think that's a great outcome if that's ultimately what happens. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to remind you, if you have questions or comments, go to acre.fm. Leave a voicemail message. I'll put it in the show unless you don't want to. I'll just transcribe it and do it that way. But whatever works for you. If you want to send me a question via email, you can do that at RationalBoomer at gmail.com. It's important to me to have you folks involved in this, too, because I'm not necessarily the smartest guy in the room. I'm the guy that talks the most in the room. I know some things. I investigate some things. I research things. But there's a lot of people out there that know a lot of things I don't, and I want to hear from them. Or if it's just opinions or or comments, even if it's negative comments, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Make them, because I want to hear from you. So you have a good rest of the week. We'll be back again in a day or two, and uh, we'll get back on track with our schedule. So you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.